What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey you, yeah you, click the subscribe button. I was 17 years old when I had you Trying to find my soul when I had you I was oh so broke when I had you Locked up down the road when I had you Jordan, sorry, I wasn't there for all your birthdays I tried to hit and I wasn't rich, I had no workplace My son Cody, he three, rapping already like me Riding in the car, you don't play me, then he gon' scream Kalia, you my first, first daughter I missed the first years of your life, I'm sorry. You are listening to the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast, starring Uche and QDZ. Yep. What's going on, everybody? We are the Ill-Advised Wise Guys. It's important to say in the heezy. And by heezy, I mean house. Yeah, we are in a house, man. Yeah. That is, too, that is exactly yeah. right. About... Yeah, it's a house. Hey, we could have been doing this outside, and you would have been able to say that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> touche. Touche, my brother. Uh, this is episode 45. 45, 45. A.K.A. Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. A.K.A. MJ. When MJ. he came back from retirement. A.K.A. Uh, Andre Karolinko. No, Andre Karolinko is A.K. 47. He wore 47? That was his sick, by he, the but, way. He no, I mean, but it was because he was from Russia. Yeah. But did he actually wear 47? He wore 47. Oh, damn. So, I mean, that's sickest nickname in the NBA. That's sick. Andre, Andre 47. Yeah. I like that. That was his nickname. Too bad he wasn't, like, a, 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 one of the 50, 50 greatest players. That would have been amazing. Oh, yeah. AK-47 he, was my my favorite player of all time. He, he He's being overshadowed now by Michael Ruffin. <laughs> I would say this though, you know. Hey, listen, he was he was before better. his time though. He was like that all around player. He, he kind of reminded me of like a uh, like a LeBron, a baby LeBron at the time. A little bit. He was like an all around player. You got any uh, other forty five people who wore forty five? Let's go to football, man. Forty five is an awkward number in football. Yo, speaking of forty five, man, like, and speaking of numbers. Just real quick, like I think that forty, the number forty five gets lost with Jordan, like all the time. Yeah, because like do people even care that was, he wore forty five? He wore it for a little bit. I think he wore it for like half a season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, that's the one year he didn't win <laughs> in like, <laughs> the last seven. And then he was so like, it was like people, people were like, "Yo, man, nah." We associate forty five with the worst version of Michael Jordan. Yo, I think numbers, the numbers game is just funny to me because twenty three has transcended basketball. Yes, it like is. the number twenty, th- and I put this on Twitter like months ago. But yeah. I was just like, Michael Jordan has has basically infiltrated other sports. Like people in soccer wear twenty three. Yeah, people in I believe Hamez from soccer wears it. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Uh, David Beckham was more twenty. David Beckham wore twenty three in yeah. his career. Yeah. Like it's associated with being the best. With being the best. Like you know what I'm saying? And uh, and it's like who, it's, who's going to create a new number? Is know, my Le- question. Le- LeBron wears twenty. I think Stephen Curry, man. I think Steph Curry got the influence in basketball. No, you know somebody to Gilbert, maybe start making people wear thirty. Gilbert Arenas absolutely influenced the number zero because I mean, look, Damian Lillard zero, Kyle Kuzma zero. Back when we were growing up, zero was looked at as the loser. Yep. 
Didn't everybody everybody wanted to wear like number one. Yeah, number one. Of Penny, Penny Hardaway. Or 23. Exactly. You know? And that was really it. Yeah. Seven. Something like that. Like it looks seven. sleek. It looks you know? nice, right? It looks yeah. Nice. Definitely number one. Number one was the popular one. Yeah. Hey, man. How about some of the. Uh, and we're going to start the show, damn it. But I just want to talk about some of the shit that's going on. Like, what do you think of this Jesse Smollett shit going on? Oh, man. You know, I, I there's not a day that passes where if I'm going to a news website or anything something new Smollett is in court now Smollett's arrested now Smollett is being uh, talked about by uh, Congress people it's like dude (laughs) he made a monumental mistake he fucked up he yo you can't bruh yo I bruh I'm gonna be honest and I know people People probably saying this now because we now know he's been charged and all this shit for mm-hmm. lying. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, you can ask people that talk to me regularly, like which is only a few people. Uh, I've never believed the shit from the job. I never believed it. I read I the original it. story and I said, dude, I never wait. Believed it. So he got beat up in front of Subway and he, and he got a noose put around his neck. Yeah. But then he went back to his hotel room and he still had the noose on his neck. I said, dog. Yeah. That's a no, no, no. Logically, that don't even make sense. Like, who the fuck walks from point A to point B with a noose around their neck after you got your ass whooped? After and then on top of that, like that's just you, like that's a hole. Like that just you, screams of somebody planting shit, and planting evidence. After you got your ass whooped, you you had the time and the the. It was so important for you to say that they were wearing MAGA hats. Right, right. That's <laughs> oh, true. you got your ass up and almost died, and you you think it's important for you to just name that they were wearing MAGA hats? Oh yeah, yeah. it's the last thing and, I'm and, thinking of. And now I, I understand my life in danger. And now I understand why Fox News is going so hard against him. Well, the the problem is now like the, the, <laughs> yo, they the call, they are the ones like leading the fucking investigation yeah, story. This is the one time that you know. Yeah, uh, Republicans or whatever Trump supporters can literally be like, see, y'all accusing us for something we didn't even do. Yeah, it's the one time that you can actually legitimately sympathize with them. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. And it is on Black History Month. You kidding me? Woo! Yeah, he fucked. He fucked up right. royally. Hey, yeah. I actually want him to go to jail for this. He should go to jail. For want this. him, to, and I want them two he Nigerian to dudes to go to jail too. Nah, the two Nigerian dudes. <laughs> they, need to, they need to go to jail. Them Nigerians snitch fast. You saw that? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, you, hey. they're like, it, was, it wasn't me. It was fast. him. They, somebody, I have a feeling one of the investigators were like, yo, you know, we know one of your cousins. They probably threatened to deport him. It is not <laughs> an it is not an honorable thing to do to support such a nonsensical person yeah, yeah, like this. Yeah. What, what is this foolishness? Nah, this foolishness that you have gotten yourself into. <laughs> I, I cannot believe listen, can you imagine these two fools? Either why would these fools do such a such a crime like this? Why? Either Either you go to the police and tell them the truth, or you're on a first class, first class trip to Nigeria right no, now. No, to Abuja specifically. You will go back to Abuja first class. expeditiously. <laughs> hey man, yeah, they're, they're some idiots. Mm. Uh, Snitched quick. Good thing they're American though. They would have got their ass deported. They would have found themselves. Yeah. In the- I feel like any anybody who has any sort of nationality outside of the U.S. Yeah, ICE is now trying to recruit, uh, recruit and then get and get the. They missed out on Twenty One Savage. That was their golden ticket. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, man, you know what? Damn, are we're you gonna- sure they missed out? They haven't missed out yet. He plays Bell. That's true, but he's not gonna get deported, man. You don't. He's think not so. gonna get deported. 
Nah, I don't believe so. But anyway, man, enough of the, the pleasantries. Uh, let's start the show, man. But before we do so, you guys obviously know we do the Watch the Throne segment. And not that many albums have come out this year in general. And also, not that many really good albums have come out this year. Mm-hmm. So, it's really hard for me to pinpoint one that's the best. So, we're just going to keep letting some time go. And then, yeah. eventually, I'm going to crown someone and watch the throne until another one comes out and okay. basically kicks it out the damn All right. the water. So That makes sense. Anyway. I liked it. It's, it's, it's a great segment. Um, then, our second segment is the ill and the not so advised. And, and before, you know... I discuss what it's all about. I think it's a good time right now to talk about the merger, right? Where oh, we're, yeah. we're merging both the ratings game website and ill-advised wise guys podcast all into one. We're now Dream Vision Network. Network. Where dreams are where you reach your dreams. Where dreams are made of. <laughs> But come, yeah, so come home to Dream Vision Network. Pretty with much, the ratings game. <laughs> pretty much, it's going to be an extension. So it's like a, a full body experience of music coming from both of us and and uh, everybody else involved. Uh, the reason I say it right now with the ill and the not so advised is we're rating individual songs in person on a podcast, but then you can also see some of these ratings on the ratings game too. So just to let you know, um, obviously, you know, we're going to talk about the best songs that came out and then the worst songs that came out. Uh, usually we fall in line with what you guys like and what you guys don't like. So definitely pay attention to it. Yeah, man. And then, you know, kind of expanding on that a little bit, you know, everything you said is right. I really don't have much else to say other than the fact that, listen, we are growing at a great rate right now, and you know it's that time. You know we we felt like it was the time to, mm-hmm. to to merge the brands, and you guys will get a lot more information on what exactly Dream Vision Network is all about. But for now, just know that the podcast Illivised uh, Wise Guys podcast merging with RatingsGameMusic.com, and we all about music around here. So and we, and we did it for you guys. Yeah, this is you know, this this is, this is full, to consolidate everything to get more. Mm-hmm. You have one hub full of full of music conversations that we think you guys should be you know experiencing. And so, yeah, this is for y'all and for us too because you know we trying to get paid. That's but. a good point. Ching, ching. Yeah, but after that segment, <laughs> what's that thing? Sorry, Yo Gotti does. I didn't mean to spit at you. <laughs> <laughs> the money counter. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, after that, we are not going to get into the Who Got Next segment. You know, we're taking a little break. And just f- for y'all information, this is not going to be a regular segment uh, on each episode. So, you know, we but we do want to, again, create that platform for, you, for artists out there to, you know, submit the music, us give you guys some constructive feedback. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really good segment moving forward because... We've already gotten some really good positive feedback, yeah. you know, from pe- from artists sure. and just people, you know, who are like, "Damn, y'all, that's a really good song. Thanks for putting me on." Yeah. So, I'm excited. I, I'm I'm very excited. I am excited. Big, expect big things, man. Expect for sure. And then, lastly, obviously, we'll get into our ill-advised thoughts. Ill-advised thoughts, thoughty. And then, you know, that's where we're gonna obviously give our, uh, you know, 
unfiltered take on some of the things we think you guys should be thinking about. And you know, there's some idiots out here, and we'll 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 we'll, we'll really start getting into the, yeah. the 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 talk of the culture, the talk yeah. of the town, who's what artist is doing what, dumb, and you know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we'll give you guys unfiltered nonetheless. So for sure, yeah, man. For sure. You got anything else? Um. My stomach hurts from eating Taco Bell breakfast. Hey, you're sick. Listen. It's like, I've never eaten Taco Bell breakfast. I've that ne- was a lot. They have a breakfast? They have a breakfast. I refuse to it, indulge. It looks like, it looks like Play-Doh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now, that's actually disgusting. <laughs> like, what do they even serve? They serve What are you going to do? Breakfast tacos. tacos? Yeah, egg tacos. Hell and... nah, dog. I remember, yo, I remember when I was in, uh, I was in Thailand. Actually, I was in China when I went to Thailand yeah. last November, mm-hmm. and I stopped over at in Beijing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was in the airport for like ten hours before mm-hmm. I catch my flight back home. Mm-hmm. They had a KFC open. I was like, "Oh shit, y'all need some fried chicken!" Oh shit! I went to the KFC. It was Chinese food in a KFC, not like what we think of Chinese food, but like Chinese breakfast. Yeah. And don't ask me what the names were, because I couldn't tell you, but they had one one uh, like cup that had like it looked like eggs. It looked like eggs, but it tastes like powder. <laughs> that shit <laughs> tastes like powder. I was like, what the hell am I eating? Like I I finished this entire meal yeah. and was disgusted at myself. Like I have no idea what, what the hell I just, I just eat. Ate. Dog. That's it was bad. Crazy. So, you know, listen. I say, I say all that to say, don't trust eggs or what look like eggs. Eggs are the most... At a fast food restaurant. Unless you're at going to McDonald's. Eggs are the... I do not trust eggs. You can't. I do not trust... Eggs cannot. are the ones I never trust. I think I, I can only eat eggs at brunch or something. Like, eggs are hard to trust. Yeah, man. But, um... Yeah, let's start the show, man. Yes, sir. Yes. Watch the throne. So... With the first album on the Watch the Throne segment, we have Offset with his, I would say, debut album. Yes. Yeah. Debut, debut solo album. Debut solo album called Father of Four. Mm-hmm. Great title. Mm-hmm. Would you like to start this off, sir? Yes, sir. Yes, I will. Go for it. So, um, I like it. I like it. I don't love it. Uh, you know, typically when... An album that is so introspective like this comes out, the normal reaction is to just kind of fall in love with it and, oh, he's being so deep. Oh, he's being so open. And and yeah, um, he, he is open and deep on a lot of songs, but um, there were some other songs on there that were just kind of like dislodged in there that made me just like the album. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, first and foremost, shout out to him. For literally like diving deep on his issues from his past, mm. um, talking about his present and like ways he can, you know, better himself. And then, you know, at the same time, still keeping a like competitive nature. Um, I think it might be consensus that Father of Four, the best song on there. That's that's my favorite the intro? song. Yeah, the intro. Wow. That was my favorite song. I like that one. I mean, wow. it was, it was, it, that's the one where he's talking directly to his kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that one. Once you press play on the album, you get hit with that. You start feeling emotional. It's like, wow. You know this is going to be a different type of album. This ain't going to be no typical Migos album. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, and then after that, you got How Did I Get Here with J. Cole, kind of an extension of Father of Four, where he's talking about himself, but it's more of a, damn, I dodged bullets. Mm-hmm. So those type of songs, those two, um, Don't Lose Me, he talks about like, you know, possibly losing Cardi B. I thought that was a tight ass song. Um, came a long way. Last song on the album. It's a very slept on song. Um, I think it's going to be a slept on song because it just kind of has like a basic feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that was deep. Dope too. Talks about how like, you know, he wasn't expected to get to where he was supposed to get to. Um, but those were some of my favorite songs. Um, I like the competitive songs such as Made Men. I like the competitive songs such as um, Tats on My Face. I thought Tats on My Face was tight. I thought that joint was I thought dope. the hook was the hook was. I thought that, that joint was dope, man. Right. That joint almost felt like a complete shot at Chris Brown. Like, yo, test <laughs> me and see what's going to happen. You know, blah, 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 blah. But then at the same time, there were songs like On Fleek. You know, that's the one with Quavo. The only song that featured any of the Migos. Mm-hmm. Um, thank God Take Off wasn't on this album, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but there songs like you know uh, on fleek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there were songs like you know North Star. You know with CeeLo. Uh, those were the ones that I kind of felt like were just album fillers. Mm-hmm. And if you just take the time to pay attention, there's a lot of album fillers on there, and I think that's what makes it not a great album to me. Um, Production wise, phenomenal. It's Metro Boomin and Southside. You know, at this point, at this point, we need to start crowning Metro Boomin as one of the best producers of all time. Fact. Hip hop producer. Hip hop producers of all time. Hip hop. He's not there yet. He's legend. I would would be okay if somebody said outside of hip hop too. I think because I think he's legend. Cinematic production, like the production on this album by him and Southside. Let's give Southside some credit too. I I like Southside. Is so damn good, yo. Like you, you literally feel like you're listening to like the audio tape of a movie. Yeah, it's like his ability to make cinematics slash like riveting production is amazing to me. Um. And then, you know, the, the features on there are decent, solid. I thought Cardi B's verse on, on, on Clout was fire. I know a lot of people, she's corny sometimes, but I thought that joint was fire. Um, and I love the legacy with 21 Savage and uh, Travis Scott. The chemistry. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's my biggest takeaway. That's my last thing I'm going to say. My biggest takeaway from this album is the chemistry Offset was able to have with the producers, uh, with... His features with, you know, just everybody involved in the making of it made it an album that was worth the wait. But I just hope you guys don't overrate it because of how deep it is. Mm. It will get overrated, but. Well, hey. Try to actually pay attention. That's, that's, hey, that's well stated. And you said something at the end that I want to pick up on, which is basically where I'll start, which is, yes, this album was pushed back. I remember. A lot. This album was supposed to come out apparently the first week of December, yeah, or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the whole cheating, Offset cheating scandal, Cardi B mad at Offset thing happened. Yep. Which leads 
it leads me to one of the songs called Don't Lose Me, where he opened up the song yeah. with what he said on Instagram, where he was like, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry for breaking our promise. I thought that was tight. I, like, I really it, I really thought that, that was, was dope. dope and how, like, he opened up that song. It's actually one of my favorite songs on the album, which is that Don't Lose Me. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously dedicated at, uh, or to Cardi B. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, you, I mean, you said a lot, man. And, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to really fill in the gas, but shit, we might overlap on a lot of this. Overall, though, I'll start with my overall thoughts, which is basically, I think the album is, I think the album is good. I think it's good. It's not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were songs on here that I didn't really like like that. Like I didn't, I wasn't really feeling the after dark song. Yeah, I thought it was like a, it was, it felt like a lullaby. Yeah, like after dark. Yeah. like he was putting his kids to sleep. Yeah, I mean it was cool. Like it, it, it didn't suck. Like that's the thing to me. It, it, to they, me, none of the songs on here were they bad. They don't suck. They yeah, just yeah, yeah. like sound like album fillers. Yeah, none of them were bad. Now yeah. let me get into the, some of the songs that I like the most. Father of Four. Love that song. Fire, dude. The last time, and by the way, this song is featuring Big Rube. The last time Big Rube was utilized, T.I. Right? I don't know T.I. Sorry, let me let me rephrase that. Uh The last notable time that he was utilized was DS2, uh, Future. Yeah, yeah. Or was it Pluto? Anyway, he had an album with Future where he he opened up the out. It was very 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 similar similar to this. Where he's you know Big Rube. I don't know who this guy is, but. Yeah. He sounds like he's important. <laughs> like when he's talking, like the name don't. He looks like he's the OG of a whole, a whole generation. Real talk, though. Um, he sounds like a a trap preacher. <laughs> yeah, you know, what I'm saying we want to maintain yeah. the 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 reins of the brain and. Uh, oh, he's from Dungeon Family. Oh, he's a part of the Dungeon Family. There you go. Oh, no, that explains the future connection. Yeah, future is like family with. Yeah. One of the dudes in the Dungeon family. Like, I think they're cousins or something like that. Uh, but anyway, Father 4 is deep, man. Let me get to the album cover, man. The album cover was fire. I think album that... was amazing. I think that that was a work of art. You know, to me, when I saw the album cover, I immediately said, okay, I'm not expecting this album, every song to be completely deep. Like, I'm not expecting just an open testimony just on every song. But I do expect him to dive into... His personal life, which I think he executed perfectly mm-hmm. on Father of Four. Mm-hmm. He was telling his kids, I'm sorry. He even said, I remember him saying, like, yo, I, I admit, like, I don't even know one of y'all moms like that. Yes. Like, he, well, I don't know which kid it was, but he was like, yeah, you he know. Say that. Yeah, we had a kid, but I don't even really know her like that. Yeah. That, yo, that's deep, man. Yeah. How many dudes is out here really, like, I mean, yeah, they probably, they might say it in a more uh, degrading manner. Yeah. You know, but that was very, that was non-degrading and he was just being open. So I like the way that he, uh, he approached that song. You're right. Tats on my face is good. I like the song North Star with CeeLo. I thought it was, um, I thought the hook was really strong. Mm-hmm. You know, Wild Wild West was cool with Gunna. Um, Gunna, you know, I, and we're going to talk about Gunna next, which I'm, I have a very long rant on. Thank so you. I'll try to make it short. Thank you. But I do like this feature f- feature from Gunna. Mm-hmm. This is this was a really good feature because I do think they have good chemistry, him and Offset. Mm-hmm. Um, Legacy man, you touched on it. Man. Hey, Twenty One Savage verse was fire. Twenty One Savage verse was Twenty One Savage verse was fire it was emoji. So hot, I signed his petition this game. <laughs> Wait, you just now signed it? <laughs> hey, you, hey, you're a fraud, man. You should have signed it before he got out of jail. Now you're just hopping on the wave, you know? <laughs> fucking clown. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, and then also Red Room, dude. 
Red Room Red came Room out again. Another song that was teased last year, late last year. They put it on Spotify, Apple Music, mm-hmm. but then and it was available for like a day or two, and then they and then they took it off. It was still there in the app, but you couldn't play it. I remember this vividly because I was like, yeah. "What's this Red Room shit? I want to hear it." I couldn't hear it, so I was like, "You know what? All right, I'm away." They released it last week, two weeks ago. First listen, I thought it was great. Second listen, I said. Okay, this is solid. Like, this is a solid song. Then I saw the visuals. Yeah. And then it made me understand where this album was going. Like, he clearly is a very uh, a humble, Personal. a very humbling yeah. guy, like, a down-to-earth. He's really in touch with, like, the drip side of himself. Yeah. And hit the swagged out, like, you know, the flossing rapper. He could do that very well. That's nothing. Yeah. But he equally, I would say... Gives you the other side, the humane side of him, yeah. which I think that he's probably the only Migos that can execute that yes. to this rate. So I mean, I think Takeoff can too. He um, can, but like but it does. He doesn't balance it well. He's not. He's not. Offset yeah. balances he, he, he both worlds perfectly well. to me. And, and and that could be because we know his personal life. Probably um, that's probably. But, true. I mean, if you if you paid attention a couple months ago, Cardi B actually said. She cried when she heard this album. She, she did. said it was this deep. I did hear it say so, um, so, yeah, so, so, honestly, overall, um, good album. Overall, this album is good. And I think it's solidified that Offset is the best Migos in the group. Yes. Not to shit on anybody else in the group, but, which, you know. The, which, which America, I said from day one. Um, I did. Yeah, you did. And, and I always agree. The world, for some I, reason, keeps thinking Takeoff no, was. No, no, no. And I, I was said, like, Takeoff is not. I always, but that's fine. I always said Takeoff was my favorite. I never said he was the best overall. But whatever. I think it's, I think it's solidified. You're have to get the intern to go look through the archives. Right. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I, 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 I'm we pretty lost, sure we, I heard we, Takeoff was the best from you. We lost our fine. budget. <laughs> Last episode, we don't have a fucking intern anymore. So you're going to have to go digging through the files. But no, real talk though? No, just real talk. Real talk, and I know you, you're about to say something. I'm usually something. right. That's what I was going to say. No, you're not. I'm usually right with some of the stuff I say. It no, just comes not. out in like a more ranting manner. So it's like, Dude, it's you're right. You're right sometimes. I'm right too. Like, I just don't claim every time I'm right. I, I don't care that much. That's fine. It's cool. Like, That's I don't fine. mind I being right I said all said was the best for a while. But whatever. Uh, nonetheless, this album was good. Yes. Point blank. And he did what all the other Migos members could not do. Yes. If I'm ranking the Migos albums, it's Offset's album, number one, mm-hmm. Takeoff's album, number two, two, Quavo's album, number three. In the order, you would probably put them in terms of the best. It's, no. Right? There's a lot of argument. People, okay, people, that's, no, I'm asking. No, if you mean me personally? Yeah. Me personally? Yeah. yeah. You personally? Yeah. 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 For but me, a lot of people? Yeah. Nah. For me, it would probably they, they, go... They, they, they elevate Quavo. I'll probably put Offset, then Quavo, then Takeoff. Quavo is not a solo artist to me. Like, he he doesn't have enough content to talk about. No, oh, not actually... So, if you're talking album-wise, I mean... That's what Offset, I'm talking about. then probably Takeoff, then Quavo. That's exactly what I'm talking but about. But as artist, I mean, I would put Offset number one, and then Quavo number two. Because I think Quavo's a hell of an artist. And then take off. Yeah, he is. But I don't know. We can argue about this shit all day, but I don't feel like it. But uh, yeah, let's move on, man. Yes, sir. Next album. I want to hear this rant about Gunna. Gunna. Because I believe this is another thing I was right about. But that's fine. So, let that me, was just last let episode. Me, let me get into That this. was just last let, episode. Let me get into this. Okay. Gunna dropped his album. 
called Dripper Drown 2. Yeah. Now, here's what I have to say about Gunna. By, by the way, actually, you know what? You know, this is what I like doing. Yeah. I like to t- do a timeline. Thank you. Because we can't, you know, people got to remember, like, how things actually happen only leading if, up to a moment. Only if Smollett did a timeline, he would be out of jail. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he fucked up with his timeline. <laughs> <laughs> he needed to run his timeline through uh, through spell check. <laughs> like, this motherfucker, he fucked up. No, let me tell you what he did with his timeline. <laughs> let me tell you what he did with his timeline. He put the timeline in an Excel sheet and then accidentally put sort by letter. <laughs> <laughs> Drake got all messed up. Exactly. But anyway. But, um, no, no, no. Okay, so Gunna dropped this album. But, moving back, Gunna had a great 2018. Let us not forget. And by the way, when I say great, I'm talking about the features, the collaborative albums that he was a part of. He performed well. Yes. That's, that's facts. Now, it, while... Looking at Gunna in 2018, again, we talked about this last episode because we talked about his song, um, One Call, which I thought was a cool song. It's not amazing, which we said last episode. It's cool. I like it. Uh, Making songs with Mariah Carey, making songs with Usher, Travis Scott, Yosemite. The man is is I mean not only that, like he had the uh, the, the the album, the YSL album. He had the album, the joint album with Lil Baby. He has songs that really, really performed. I'm talking about chart-wise, and I'm talking about just in the club. He was killing it 2018. Now, that's the short version of the, the timeline, because I don't feel like talking about this all day, but let's speed it up. He drops one call, right? His first solo effort after all of that success from last year. We talked about it. I wasn't disappointed, but what I was thinking when I heard it, I said, you know what? Maybe this is just like a little warm up. You know, it could be like, remember, I even equated it to Drake charged up. I was like, you know, maybe it's like the charged up before the back to back because it's not a bad song. It's just it didn't wow me. I'm like, okay, this is cool. I want to hear what else you got. Now, the album drops. I'm listening to this shit at 6 a.m. when I'm working. I woke up early when, uh, when the joint dropped. I'm, I'm working out listening to this shit. And I'm just like, okay, the beats, are, the beats are crazy right now. But here's some criticism that I have with Gunna and this whole album, just how the shit was constructed. Number one, I think he overused, what's the dude's name? Turbo? Run That Back Turbo? Yeah. Overused him. That sound, that sound that he keeps using, which he's been using for like the last year or two. Interesting. It... It's getting played out. It's interesting comment. Which is not, which is not a not completely because I think they do well together. But I think when you really look at the success that he had last year, it was because he was working with a variety of producers, like a variety. Metro Boomin, like the whole end of Southside, like he was just on top of different type of sounds, mm-hmm. and he was making the songs sound like him. Mm-hmm. Now, this album felt like a mixtape to me. Like, it didn't feel ready. It didn't feel polished. I mean, I got through half of the album. Like, I got to the... the matter of fact, let me look at the album right now. I got to the... the I think it's the song with Lil Baby, which is like midway in the album. And which I said... I didn't like. Which I said, okay, this is decent. But like, every to me, everything after the, the feature, which the first feature was Lil Baby. Derek Fisher was cool, I thought. I don't know why I was cool, too, right before that. Which they spelled Derek Fisher wrong, by the way. They did. 
<laughs> Actually, it didn't know. It's spelled correctly here. No, it's D R D E R. Oh, you mean his first name? You mean his first name? Whatever, man. They don't give a fuck, obviously. But no, to me, the album started from the Lil Baby feature and down. To me, every song from the De- from Derek Fisher down, which is basically half the album, was pretty good. I also like Outstanding. That's the second song on the album. It's an excellent song. Outstanding is songs. great, man. One of my favorite songs. Uh, One Call, like I said, is cool. The first song was a little bland. Cash War, bland. Richard Milley playing kind of bland. Yao Ming was decent. Like, I, 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 overall, dog, I wasn't wild. I wasn't wild. Big Shot's hot. Big Shot's hot? Yeah, yeah, because that's after... That, yeah, like I said, everything, Little Baby and Down, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's actually pretty good. But that's not good enough. Here we go. It's not good enough because you can't produce an album with, like, where, the, where half the songs are good and I call this a good album. Like, I just can't do that. Like, I don't give a fuck who you are. Mm-hmm. So, to me, this album is like, if I had the greatest... This is like a damn... This is bordering a D. I'm giving this a C minus. Huh? Real talk. And I fuck with I fuck with Gunna, but he didn't really he didn't really perform the way in which I felt he could have given what he has been doing leading up to the album. It's not that I don't think he's a good artist, because I think he is. It's that I don't believe he used the correct sounds that could amplify his actual artistry. Like, the things that he was doing in 2018, why didn't he just sort of take that blueprint and actually include more features, which I think he needed. He also didn't have enough features. Like, what the fuck? And and another thing I realized after listening to this project was that I can't listen to a whole Gunna album. His his, his voice gets, like, a little monotonous. it, It reminds me of Quavo. Like... One of the criticisms I had with Quavo's solo album was that, damn, yo, I don't think he talks about enough for me to listen to him for an entire project. It's not to say Quavo sucks. It's not to say he's not effective. It's just that when we're talking about an album, you have to be diversified enough in either the things you talk about or the, the beat selection or just your interest. And I don't really feel like he gave me that on this project. So I got to knock him. I got to knock him. And I already know what you're going to say, which is, I told you he sucks. I'm not going to say that. Well, I mean, I in, a nutshell, in a nutshell, that's basically what you're going to say. But b- before you go. I didn't, and I didn't say he sucked. Well, you said he's overrated. I yes. think that's what you said. And I, you said he's overrated. Yes. And, and so if you stand with that, that's cool. But I guess if, if, that's your, if, that's your, if that's your plight, what I'm saying is making your point. I don't really think this album was that good. So I think it was decent. So. That was, I think it was decent. I like I like that too. I'm just I'm being objective, that take, man. That take, fuck, made me, that take made me happy. I fuck with people, but I'm gonna keep it real. Like, yeah, it is what it is, man. I, li- I like that take. So listening to your I wouldn't call it a rant. Yeah, many Super constructive criticism. Um, one thing that stood out to me was that you are kinda you know, tiptoeing around the 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 fact that He's just not that good. Like everything you said just equates to him just not being as good as we have rated him in 2018. He's not good enough to be on Mariah Carey's thing, in my opinion. But for some reason, we rated him 
as one of those artists that could end up on there. Let me ask you something. It should not let be me, on Before there. you keep going, let me ask you something. Did he did he do well on the Mariah Carey song? He did good. All right, then. he did good. So make sure you so but, make sure you mention that he's not, when you when you talk shit though. You gotta you gotta make sure you like yeah, but, actually say how you but felt at about the same these songs. time. I can but I can ahead. sit here and say did uh, so and so do well on this? Did so and so do well? I mean. Because that is important. Jay-Z has a song with Kid Cudi. Like, mm-hmm. it, I, I would think that Kid Cudi shouldn't be on there. Did he do well on the song that he was with from Jay-Z? Oh, Blueprint 2? Blueprint yeah, 3? Blueprint 3, yeah. He's on a song with Kid Cudi on there. Almost Home or whatever. Always Home or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did he do well on the song? Yeah, he did well. Yeah. Should he be on there? I don't think so. So... You mean because he's not good enough, or because they're, 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 they're not a good, they're not a good like not, feature. Uh, it's not a good connection. They're not. It's not a good connection. Did he do good on the song? Yeah, he did good on the song. Like Gunna and Mariah Carey, did he do good on the song? Yeah, he did good, but mm-hmm. I don't think they're a right connection. I okay. don't think in Mariah Carey needs somebody that's a little higher quality artist than that. But he's very good. So, um. You know what I love about basketball, about the NBA in particular, is when a player like, say, Jeremy Lin comes along. So much hype around Jeremy Lin. All Asian American, first Asian American basketball player Mm -hmm. to, you know, kind of dominate the league. People soak up into it. You know, the people from the outside looking in that don't know the body of work that Jeremy Lin put in earlier start to say, this guy's really good. He's on a New York Knicks team that's struggling, that really needs a point guard. He's really good. NBA players took notice and said, okay, you're really good. Let's see what happens when the pressure is put on you. When you actually have to play a team like LeBron James and Dwayne Wade, which we did, got, we got a chance to see Mario Chalmers and um, uh, Norris Cole took it as a challenge. Oh, you guys think this guy is good? All right, what happens when he plays top-notch defense on this guy? Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens then. Zero points, right? This is a similar situation in which Gunna, right, we hyped up, amped up. He, and, and rightfully so, like the whole drip movement. Young Thug is great. You know what I'm saying? Young Thug is so great that if you're following in Young Thug's shoes, you also get some of that greatness poured into you. Gunna is young. He's he's a he's like a carbon copy of Young Thug, right? Somewhat. Sort I mean, of, he's sort, sort of. of. He, he a lot of stuff Gunna likes to do is what Young Thug did. Like, let's put it like this. Yeah. If if look, Gunna is like the equivalent of Young Thug's right arm. Like, if <laughs> if everything that yeah. if, if everything that Young Thug produces musically is his whole body, yeah. Gunna is just one piece. Is basically what one I'm trying piece. to say. Yeah. Like. He he doesn't do everything that he does, but there's a somewhat of a and, correlation. And, so and, yeah, and, and and the thing that's similar to Jeremy Lin, right, is we didn't see at the time Jeremy Lin got popular. We didn't necessarily see what his strengths and weaknesses were at the time. We just said, "Who is this Asian American that's dominating? He's scoring thirty points." Nobody really cared to see what his strengths and weaknesses were mm-hmm. until. He started to play against LeBron James and Norris Cole, and they started dealing him up. And now you notice he's not that athletic. Now you start to notice he's not that great of a dribbler. Mm-hmm. Now you start to notice he's probably a liability on defense. So with Gunna, in 2018, we were rating a lot of the stuff that Gunna did on features. 
Correct. We're talking about Travis Scott's Correct. feature. Travis Scott, which I've said since day one, he is the best at putting people in places to succeed. Everybody on that Travis Scott Astro World succeeded because of how Travis Scott placed them into places to succeed. Mm-hmm. We saw him on Mariah Carey, we saw him on Lil Baby's thing, which in my opinion, Lil Baby's a better artist than Gunna. I'm I think so. Say that. I, I, I agree. Close, I, I, I agree with right? that. Little baby's a, lot, a little better. I 100 percent agree with that. So you ain't getting no argument from me. At the time, we didn't take the time to go back <clears throat> and actually listen to Gunna's stuff and actually judge his strengths and weaknesses until now. That's not true. I, I said we. I didn't say you. Who's we? We as in the world. Okay, I just like, want to make sure. So okay, go ahead. So right now, Gunna was probably rated higher than he should have based off of the features he's been killing. Fair enough. Now that's really all he's been doing. But yeah, go now ahead. that the pressure's on, people are like, "Who is this guy?" Oh, I'm checking for him. Now you're looking at his strengths and weaknesses. In Dripper Drown Two, every single weakness that I said of Gunna was exposed on this album. Such as, I don't got. And by the way, and by the way, by the way, you never really got into detail. Why I'll explain. I w- I'm saying I know before. Because, I'm because I didn't before. care to talk about it. Now, I'm talking about before because he didn't drop anything. It was just on features. No, but you said you knew and he so wasn't that good, right? I knew he wasn't that good. But so, he so I just really I want to point out, and we can run. Like the, said, we can run the tape back. Yes. In turn, where you at? God damn it. Yes. I want you to keep the same energy. Actually, sorry. I, it would have been nice uh-huh. if you would have outlined what he was not good at. Yes. Before the but album dropped, he didn't drop anything. No, no, no. I'm talking about okay. the feature. You could again. You said mm-hmm. the features that he put out were good, yeah. but the whole time you were like, "Yo, he's not that good, right? He's not that great, right?" So what I'm saying is, uh-huh. it would have been cool mm-hmm. if I would have had something to go off of based on what you said he was not good at. Yes. So that when the album drops, like it has now, mm-hmm. we can now compare that list mm-hmm. against this album, so that. Right now, you're just not nitpicking on something that you just heard. No, like I don't, I can't, I can't confirm Let this me shit. Explain. Now. I'm just go ahead. I'm just prefacing it would be cool that. If I had a million dollars, I'm just saying we can't confirm that you knew all of these things. Listen, but go ahead. Okay, first and foremost, go for it. Right. And by the way, I said he's overrated. I didn't say he's bad. No, no, he's overrated. Right. So, you know, first and foremost, the dripper drown too. Um, I love the production. Love the production on there. Um, it was like mellow trap beats, yep. right? Trap beats that were kind of like sombering, numbing, which I think is a good feel. That's a good sound for him. Um, uh, topic wise, I mean, there's not much. There's, there's. I would say there's must be desire. Topic wise, he doesn't really talk much about anything on there. Mm-hmm. Um, then we, <laughs> I mean, li- li- seriously, let's just be real. How many times are you going to say you got boogers in your watch? I mean, he said it like 15 times. But <laughs> that's an exaggeration. But, I mean, lyrically, he's not that great. Um, he mumbles. He's, he's inaudible. <laughs> Let's be real. Like, why is it when people... Like, I said Currency is a dull rapper. Oh, how is Currency a dull rapper? He's dull. Like, anybody that listens to it knows that. Gunna is inaudible. You can barely hear what he's saying. That's a fact. How can we say this is a good rapper when you can barely even understand now, what the now, hell he's now, saying? Now, now I got to stop okay, because here we go. Let Young let Thug, we can barely hear sometimes. Yeah, but, shit but is Young fire. Thug is... Young Thug... Let's be real. He's a good artist. 
But I'm saying, okay, but you gotta, you because can't, you can't just nitpick inaudible and be yeah. like, how can the fact that inaudible yeah. mean, yeah. how can we think this is good? I'm telling you, there's other people that are inaudible that okay. we think are good. Okay. okay, fine. So he's very inaudible, right? <laughs> That's number one. Very hard to understand what the hell he's saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He mumbles. And the thing is, mumble, there was gonna be a time where mumble rap is starting to go down. We wanna hear a little different from you. Yeah. More people. It seems like people want to hear that G Herbal flow nowadays. Jesus. So, like, mumble rap is going down. It's just not as good. So, and it, it's it like somebody said perfectly. It sounds like we've heard this album before from him. There's no progression from him, from him as an artist. I don't even know how he would progress at this point. Content wise, it's just the same old stuff. And then just point blank, he just, he just. Not that great. He's just he's just boring. He's not boring. He's 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 his energy level shifts from high octane to like dull, right? Throughout the album. A lot of stuff that as listeners you 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 hear like 16 tracks and you're just like, oh like this is just not that great music. That's the point, but that's where I'll go with it. That's it. I'll yeah. leave it at that. I mean it's just not that great. I'm not saying the album is bad, yeah. but it's just not that great. Yeah, no, I, feel, I completely agree. Like, it's not that agree. great. Like, I thought, his performance is not that great. I thought, I, yo, real talk, I got nothing from this album. Nothing. I listened to nothing. it straight nothing. through, then I heard it again, and I was yeah. like, dude, I feel like I'm getting nothing. Like, I'm yeah. learning nothing new. Yeah. So, I was like, it's almost we're, like the album didn't happen. It's, it's almost like wait the album the yeah. album came like what yeah I'm like wait did, why didn't I hear it then and it's, it's the pressure that he put on it, it, I don't know, we, man. we overrated him and I knew this was gonna happen we, I knew this was gonna happen I, I do think a couple of songs on there are gonna blow can you can I, you I, admit, I do I do think it, it, I do something. think that I think there's a couple songs like, I, I couple songs are pretty good I agree I agree I mean it, it kind of like it, I, I've said it multiple times it kind of reminds me of a, a poor man's DS2 mm-hmm. Where it just kind of has that similar feel. The songs have a similar vibe, cold, yeah. lonely. Um, but and I do think some stuff will blow. But uh, it's 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 for a big album like one that's a major one, probably the most important for his career. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think he did that well. Yeah, he didn't capture the moment. Uh, I'm not rolling. Now, can you can you admit he's a little overrated? Can you please um, admit he's overrated? It's not. It's listen, not. Gonna, listen. Nobody's gonna sue you. It, what, what's okay? Let me ask you something. Is there? Are these two things the same? Yeah. Overrate being overrated and not living up to the expectations that people have set. Are those two the no, same? They're not the same. All right. So what I would. I'm not gonna say he's overrated. What I would say is I don't think he met the expectations that people set. That's what I would say. Okay. He's not overrated. Like I, he's doing exactly what he's always done. I just don't think he set. He don't. He didn't get to that bar. So you think Gunna deserves to be on albums like Mariah Carey's album? What, and Usher's but when album. you say deserves, or, or, I don't, or, or, I don't or, or care you, about you who deserves. Okay. What are you talking about? You, you think that when you hear him on these albums that he he is that good of an artist that he can make a song like by Mariah Carey great? I think because every feature is supposed to make a song great. Let's put it like this. Yes. Because and, and and again, I think his style, although very similar to Young Thug, he does have his own style. But it, so it does add a certain element to a song. Hip hop, it does. Honestly, for real, for real, it does. I'll say this, this is my last comment. We 
We we accept way too much poor music in hip hop, man. I'm just gonna say that. Yo, speaking of poor music, let's move on to the next album. <laughs> uh, Lil Pump dropped his Harvard. I think this is his official debut, first album, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think this is what they're calling it. Mm-hmm. Harvard Dropout is the name. I will start us off here. Actually, no. I start. You start. You start it off. So I'm gonna keep it short. I mean, please do. Pump's gonna pump. So I mean, Lil Pump. What what did you expect from from Lil Pump on this album? Like Thriller? Uh, nah, it's not gonna happen. Um, I, I would say a good chunk of the songs on Harvard Dropout sounds like either sped up versions of Gucci Gang or slower versions of Gucci Gang. <laughs> kind of like the same hooks, right? Same like cadences, the same flows to them hooks. Um, what else can I talk about? I, there's some things I wish he did. Like, I wish he, he went the melodic route a little more. Like, mm-hmm. I, I actually liked his part on I Love It with Kanye. If we would have got a little more of that from Lil Pump on this album, maybe I would have pushed it from a D- minus to, like, a solid D. A <laughs> solid D. Uh, but, and then, but the one thing that my takeaway about this album that I think is actually a, a good and bad thing is he was unapologetically himself. Uh I mean, even there's songs, there's songs on the album where he literally says like, yo, you know, I don't care that you guys see me as a drug addict, as somebody that who was popping pills at the age of seven. You know, he mentions a lot of stuff like that. Like he's proud of his reckless type of living. Now, on one end, I kind of respect that. You know, the young kids getting money, right? You know, he's he's uh you know, successful in his bracket. But then at the other end, I don't think I can ever get down with somebody glamorizing drugs. Somebody that's, uh, you know, kind of looking at the idea of drugs as a game because it's, it's serious out here. And as a consumer, I have the right to be like, yo, I don't want to listen to this. And I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to turn on Harvard Dropout and say, I'm not trying to hear... I don't care how good the music is. I'm not trying to hear a young kid that's not even legal to to buy cigarettes right now. Talk no, I about think he's, how he's much, eighteen. Is he eighteen? Yeah, he's eighteen. Okay. Well, not well, drink, now, now he is. But I'm not trying to hear somebody talk about drugs like that. It's just a negative vibe that comes from it, and I, I would say that's the big takeaway for me. Like one of the first times in my life where I was like, I don't feel like hearing what somebody has to say. On an album, and that's I've heard a lot of crap, but this was the first time where I was like, "This is unacceptable. We should not be okay with listening to music like this on our daily basis." Mm. Okay. Well, hey, for me, you know, surprisingly, I thought this album was decent. Like, I, I really, I didn't think it was bad. I, I thought it was a. I'm talking about musically, like I, and yeah, everything you said about. What he stands for, what he talks about, we know it's like this degenerate type shit. Like yeah. he's not talking about anything constructive, but then again, ninety percent of the people who are popping, popping are not either. Um, so, hey, this is the this is the the standard that has been set. I've been on this fucking podcast talking about the, the messages and in, in music for a, a minute now. Drug references, saying like this shit is not cool. Like, why are people not saying nothing? Like. 
when did this shit just become cool to just be like, yo, hey, I sip lean and I, I lost my six pack because I'm drinking too much lean. That's what he said on one of the songs on there. Um, Lil Pump did. Amongst Amongst the, other amongst crazy ass like shit, right? started doing uh, drugs at eight. It's, it's, I mean, it's, like it's a lot of craziness that he spews on a regular basis. But to me, the only thing that I really even can judge is just how the song sounds. Mm-hmm. Like to me, when I, when I put the album on, it sounded enjoyable. Like it, it wasn't like I was listening to it and I was like, okay, this is not, it's not bad. Like it, musically, like in terms of the way so it sounds, like the beats, the beats are good. They're catchy. Again, musically, I, I, I always, I was, I think musically it's I, bad, see, look, but it's entertaining. That's what I say. I say it's enjoyable. I say it's enjoyable. His, there's no way a human being can like his lyrics. His lyrical not content at all. is not at all. Let, let me put it like this. Uh-huh. Let me put it like this. And, I, and I'll be quick. We got to be honest with ourselves. Yeah. We don't judge everybody to the same standards. We don't. You're not judging Lil Pump versus music content that Jay-Z's putting out in, in, in 2018, that's right? That's a problem. Well, it's not because that's it life. No, no, no. It's, it's life. A problem no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, real quick. That's life. When you when you go down to a damn, when you go to, to a damn, a job, a job, uh, a, a office, mm-hmm. a office uh, setting, Everybody has different jobs to do. One person is a project manager. The other person is a is a is a is a is an analyst. The other person is a developer. I'm using IT just mm-hmm. for an example. Mm-hmm. But my point is, yes, you could consider they're they're all in the industry. Mm-hmm. They're all under the same boat. But we don't judge people accordingly because you really can't. Everybody's not the same. So really, what you can do, the only thing we can do is judge Lil Pump against other people that do what he does. That's all I can do. And so when I throw it on, I'm like, okay, it's it's enjoyable for the most part. I mean, well, am I going back to listen to this shit? No. Am I, am I playing way. this shit like ever again? That's a, no. That's a terrible way to look at it. Nah, not at all. That's, that's life. It's a terrible way. <laughs> that's actually it's, life. It's not life. You it know is. why it's not life? It's life. No, it's not life. Because you and can't... by the way, I'm not saying it's good. It's not life. I, but by the way, let me give my grade because mm-hmm. I think this album is a C. Minus. It's not life. This is not an amazing album. You know why it's not life? But it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. It's not. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's not life because you can't purposely. Like, he is. I hear no effort. Like, the difference between the Yo, different jobs that you have. I get it. Fucking energy, man. What are you talking about? Yo, he does. What is the. Di- Let me be honest. What is the. Di- you want to you really have a conversation? What is the difference between what he does? Mm-hmm. And with all these other people, like a like a like a Gucci man, mm-hmm. what's the difference? Gucci. This is to me. To me, Gucci man could have easily came on this exact same album on these exact same beats, spit the exact same bars, mm-hmm. and people would have been like, "Yo, this shit fire." Because it's fucking Gucci man. What Gucci? What what? So, so I'm talking about what Gucci the, man does. The old Gucci man, maybe. I'm talking about yeah, him. Yeah, but the, the what, new Gucci but my, man but my, is completely different. I'm not talking about him as a person. I'm talking about. I'm talking about people. People, people have liked Gucci man historically. Yes. And so my point is, I want to run people. No. So so, and I'm not either. But what I'm saying is, at the end of the day, this is not music for me. It's not. I don't fuck with this type of music. Okay. I'm not going back to play it. But it's but but poor music. It's enjoyable is though. Poor music. It's pretty enjoyable. It's poor music. Like it's of course poor. it is. That's of what course. I'm saying. It's, it's it's don't sit here and tell me we gotta judge it by that. No, that's exactly it's, what we do. It's poor music. I mean, the, 
Yo, we consensus. call it we call it spade a spade. Yes, it's poor music. Ain't no spade a spade. Like this is I know when I'm listening spade. to your, this, this album. I is know when bad. listening to this song, it's like, a C minus. It's, it's a that's me. It's a D minus, if not almost F. That's your opinion. Okay, that's your opinion. See what the world thinks. That's your opinion. It's I think the album D is like a C minus. Like definitely. Not I mean, a C-. listen, you shitting on the album is not. I'm not gonna fucking defend it because I don't give a fuck that much. Yeah. So. If if we had an opinion based on somebody who I gave up, if we both gave a fuck about, yeah. and we in our opinions varied like ridiculously, kind of like a gunner, sorta, mm-hmm. then we can have a real conversation. What's your grade on gunner? His, this album, C, a C, yeah. So all the shit you was talking a and C. how this is like he's overrated, da 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 da. You still gave it a C, yeah. But you know why? Because I actually liked what I said was I actually liked the beats on there. Mm-hmm. Actually, the beats on Lil Pump's album pretty good. The beats on Lil Pump's album. He always has good it was, beats. It was okay for me. Like, like Gunna's, yeah, Gunna's right. was like a consistent sound. That's what I told you. It reminds me of DS2. I like, I love DS2. Okay. Because it was a consistent, like, trap, smooth okay. sound. Almost felt like jazz. Like, like uh, the blues type trap. Okay. I like that. Gunna fits his stuff. I mean, he... he, he Gunna does his thing from time to time. Look, man. Like, but Lil Pumps literally sounds like he did not put effort into anything he did. He looked like a rascal that just jumped on the mic and just said whatever. Hey, what's this song about? Oh, let me just rap about anything. Yo, at the end of the day. It sounded like effortless. At the end of Gunna the day. Gunna tried. At if the, you tried and you actually fit a little bit, I, I, I'm okay with that. I'm gonna give a D or F to somebody that don't even sound like they try. Yo, to me, to me, at the end of the day, this is not music for me. He's he's. This is not music for me. Like I'm not Jack. I'm not bumping this. Okay, so so call I'm it not what bumping it is. this. I, but I've said that you from can the jump. Call it bad, but then you can say it's entertaining. But I don't think it's. It's a. You know what I, 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 I said? So there's a difference, you know man. What I said like there's a difference. Game? I don't listen. We don't have to agree. So just because you're saying it's bad, but, okay, you cool. Know, you know what I said in the radio? I'm not game? playing this shit, but I think the music sounds enjoyable. Okay, fuck. You it's know, not the best quality music. It's it's bordering. You, you know what I said on the radio? Effort. It's bordering. Uh, 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 not effortless, but um, whatever. You know what, you know what I was fucking talking about? You, but yeah, you, you know what I said on the ratings game? What's up? To to sum this album up, uh-huh. it's a car crash. Like we've we've been watching Lil Pump ride reckless driving with 125 miles per hour for his career. This was an actual car crash. Now, in some car crashes, some people actually like seeing car crashes. That's why they watch NASCAR waiting for a car crash. I'm one of the people that do not like seeing a car crash. But when you sum up the words car crash, it's a bad thing. Now, whether or not you enjoy a car crash is up to you. Hey, bro. There's a whole lot of people in, in rap crashing cars. Yes. So Whether you again, like a car. So, so make sure you point it out every time we you don't see it. Cover them mainly. Yeah, we do. We okay. cover them who, all. Who car crash? Juice Ch- World. Tekashi. Juice World. Car crash. No, no, no. Juice World. I'm not talking about music. Actual... I'm talk- you're talking about content. No, no, no. I'm not talking about content. You've only. been speaking about I'm not talking his about content. I, I've mainly been talking about his effort. His content is disturbing, is what I said. Drug addict Rice So what's the car? So what what part is the car crash? The effort or the or the content? His effort. His effort, the 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 everything that he stands for musically on this album is a car crash. Yeah, to me that's content. The effort, that's my point. The drugs. Put them all together. I, okay, fine. Cool. Whatever. Yeah. Put them all together. Sure. Fine. But content doesn't necessarily in my opinion, uh-huh. content doesn't necessarily mean 
what you're talking about all the time. I know it, and that's not what I'm it's, saying. The drug addict stand, is fine. What you talk about uh-huh. is a reflection of what you stand for. Yeah, but it's uh, but uh, but a if, lot of the time. So you like for instance. Uh, for a good chunk of Offset's album, he was talking about the same stuff everybody else talks about. Right. But the way he was doing it was more intricate. It was more thought out. Okay. Nothing Little Pump did on this album felt <laughs> thought out. I agree with that. So I, agree, I like, completely agree with that. But I can't get a, down with that. But there's a That's whole a car crash. Hey man, listen. <laughs> at the end of the day, this is not a great album, but I'm still giving it a. It, I'm still giving it. Rap. I'm still giving it a C minus. <laughs> I'm still giving it a C minus because I, I think it's enjoyable it. enough. For people to enjoy it. I'm not fucking bumping this I love, I love, excuse I am not bumping this Excuse it is dope. But it's like, when it's in the grand scheme of things, it's terrible music. It's like, what what is he even talking about, right? (laughs) All right, let's move on, man. Let's move on. Kehlani dropped a project called While We Wait. I will start us out here. I think that this, this project was great. I loved it. Great. Loved it. I listened to it straight through. I was like, man, yo, speaking of quality music, Mm -hmm. which... We can we can obviously apparently we can obviously agree. Apparently, in your little comparison to uh-huh. an office, uh-huh. Kalani's office is right next. This album is like two cubicles down from Lil Pump's album. No, it's not. They're not even in the same building. See, they're not in the same building. See, mine is ain't that far. They're from not in the agree. same building. By the way, <laughs> FYI. Uh, no, I think we can all agree that uh, I love this. Album. This, I mean, this album is good. Yeah. Like, I'm talking about from start to finish, even the features. Now it's a mixtape EP. Is it really like eight tracks? Yeah, it is. That's true. It's, it's, it's very short. But um, really quickly, the song with Ty Dolla Sign came out nice a week like a week ago, two weeks ago, about three weeks ago. Um, and I thought it was I thought it was okay. I wasn't I wasn't like blown away. I wasn't blown away like by it. it. I like but it. I like it now. I love it. When you hear it through the mix, like you yeah. hear the sound, they hear what she's going going for, man, dude. The song with Music Soul Child to start the album was great. A good, very good song. The next song, Too Deep, I believe it was. Like, great. I, honestly, I give every song in that entire EP yeah, pretty good. Either four out of five or just a straight five yeah. out of five. So I'm giving this motherfucker a B. Plus. B. Plus? This is a B. Plus that's album. About, that's about a B. Plus. This B. is a great project. Almost, Dude, she sounds even. so good. Yes. So good. I, I and, and I think this is the first Kaylani album that I've really, like, Taking my time to really digest. I've heard her music before, but this is really the first time. I mean, she certainly. And I was impressed. She certainly switched her style up. So, um, Kaylani, I, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of Kaylani. Her, her music sounded like 2018 version of like Brandy's music. I always say that. Like she sounded like Brandy and Monica back in the day, like young teenage R and B music. But, you know, a lot of adulting happened to her, fact of the matter, in these last couple of years. You know, the having a baby. Kyrie, she's having a baby. Kyrie now. having a baby. Now. Party she's next door. Party next door situation. Her, you know, just dealing with the fact that she's a bisexual in the social media. She's learned how to deal with all these things. One thing that made me so proud about her on this album was that it seemed like she'd grown. It's the same subject matters that she talks about. Yeah. But the way she handles them lyrically... Content-wise, is just like one of a grown person. You know, like, for instance, nights like this, she's able to admit. She's able to open up. Like, she's one of those people, we care about your personal life. So when you use that into your music, yep. when you infuse it into your music, it just sounds so much greater. That's the one thing I would say about that. And then the second thing, one of my biggest takeaways, like you said, was her. her she, she was such an 
great singer on this album, on this EP. Like, she reached notes I didn't think she could reach, mm-hmm. you know? And she infused so much emotion in her voice, her singing, that you couldn't help but feel it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, there's a song that she didn't mention that I thought was a great song, Butterfly. That one is just like a guitar backdrop. You just get a chance to just see her just kind of like at her purest form of a singer. Man, she succeeded very well on that song. Yo, I thought the I th- I like I even like the song with Dom Dom Kennedy. Uh, yeah. Dom Kennedy sounds I love like, that song, sounds like a refined a refined been. version of Too Short. He shouldn't have been on that song. <laughs> Yo, he he's fit. like the modern Too Short, dog. He didn't fit. That I thought song. he fit great. He did not fit. That I thought song he fit great. No, no, there was, I no it was urgency good. to his voice, but but that's how he raps though. But but, but yeah, the, uh, while while we wait is a great album. Great album. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, yeah, nothing bad to say about that at all. Yeah, Only good things. August Alcina dropped his what EP? Is it EP album? I don't even know what to call this shit. I'm gonna call it a project. Let's call it a project. Forever and a day. What do you guys say about this, sir? So, I mean, August Alcina. You know, he's another person similar to Kalani. He's been through a lot in the last couple of years. Uh, he made his return, and you know. He he does exactly what you want him to do, like on this album. He you know when he first came out, he he made those hood songs, like you know what I'm saying, like I love, uh, I love, you know, and then like what was the other other joint where, where he's hood? Um, he has some the hood. second single, downtown, he, downtown, downtown, yeah, hood songs. Downtown. He scrapped all of that for forever and a day, and now it's just pure love songs. I like it. I think that that's his best angle. I like it. Um, obviously, you know, he's a daring singer. His singing ability kind of like went down a little bit. He's mm-hmm. a little shaky. He can't hit notes like he used to, but the passion is still there. Mm. Um, and then like, especially cause it came out around Valentine's day, it was just a really good intricate body of work. I mean, if I were to grade it, I would give it probably like a B, wow. maybe B plus. That's, really, really. That's, I, mean, I, I really like Alcazar. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan, man. You should I, definitely. I unfortunately haven't, I haven't listened, but I will listen to it. Definitely check it out. So very good album. Because I remember the song that he had on his debut album called, I believe it was called August Alcina, right? It was subtitled his um, debut album. Remember? Yeah. Remember the song he had with that Nicki Minaj jumped on the the remix. Yeah, uh, where he was talking about like a girl with like tattoos or some shit. What's it called? Oh, kiss yeah. my kiss kissing my, t- my kissing tats- my tattoos. I love that joint. Like, yeah, I always thought that that was his best. Like either 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 the sound best sound song on the album, or but but for sure that was his best sound. Yeah. So if he's getting into his R and B, for lack of a better word, sensual. You know, uh, uh, intimate, more emotional sound. We're talking about women. Yeah. I already know. Like, he's about it's to kill fine. that shit. It's fine. I already know. Which, by the way, if you don't want to listen to the album, just listen to a song called Us. Mm-hmm. The song is fire. Fire. I'm definitely listening. Yeah. Fire. I'm listening. The ill and the not. So advice. So, let's start this off. And we'll make this very quick. But... With the first song in the ill and the not so advised, we got Cardi B and Bruno Mars with their song called Yes Please? Yeah. Yes Please, right? Please. Is yes. it please or just yes? What is it? I don't know. Anyway. It's not yes please, I'll tell you that. I don't know what it is. I just all I know is Bruno Mars kept saying, Please! Please! So I'ma make you shake. Alright. It's called Please Me. Please me, that's the name. Alright, so I thought this song was just your Everyday radio friendly. You hopefully song. you said you thought. 
Well, because I hope you don't still think that. I do still think Jesus that. Christ. The hell are you talking about? Like, Get him out of here. Listen, I, I can't. This song, and by the way, see, see, this is what I need you guys to stop stop doing. Stop getting so butthurt at, at at the fact that something's radio friendly. That doesn't mean it's a bad song. This is a this is a good song. It just sounds very polished. It sounds like something that is going to be on the radio for the next ten years, dog. Like straight up, you can't lose with Bruno Mars at all. But I do He's like this hit. song. I thought Bruno Mars a hit maker. I thought Cardi B's uh, performance was really good. I think she she added some vocals to that. It sounded pretty good, man. I liked it when she was singing. And of course, you can't go wrong with Bruno Mars. She was raw too. This is a good song, man. It's it's good. It just sounds like it's made for the radio. Like I can't I can't imagine hearing this song either outside of the radio. I just cannot. Like I don't I don't envision anybody playing this shit in their car. You know why? In their house. You know why? Anywhere. Because you don't know the name of it, so you're just like, yo, Please. what am I? Please. I can't find it. That's why I can't play it. Nah, you'll find it. It's on. Listen, you. It's on the radio. I know it's on the radio. As soon as you open the Spotify app, all you see is Cardi B has a new song with Bruno Mars. Oh, they gonna make you know this shit exists. Uh, so that's not an issue. But I'm just yeah, man. I, I think so. It's a good song. I think it's a fantastic it's a, it's a, song. It's a good song. It's fantastic a good song. song. I, mean, I just think it's like, like, it just sounds so fucking polished. Dog. Like, I was mean, like, Yeah, but everything Bruno Mars drops. I know, man. Polished. I just stop but, it. But I don't, but okay. Now let me get to my real point. Here's my real point. Uh-huh. I'm tired of Cardi B being polished like this. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Bruno Mars can do it. That's cool. But I don't want Cardi B to go down this polished ass lane. That's why I like. I mean, it's. I can think the song is good. Yeah, white people are gonna bring out the best out of Cardi. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm tired of this. They're shit. gonna bring out the best out of Yo, Cardi. They're not go- hey, we're not gonna lie. Just like the white people brought out the best of Michael Jackson. All right, man. <laughs> that's, your, that's your that's your third Michael Jackson reference this episode, which I'm gonna add on to that as a wink, wink for my ill advised thoughts. But anyway, what you gotta say about the song? <laughs> Once white people got to hold on, Nelly. Then he started going triple platinum. Anyway, um, no, I love this song, man. I love this song. You know what I love? They took advantage of two sounds that were polar opposites, right? Uh, Bruno Mars is the super duper pop side slash, you know, blues slash rock and roll side. Cardi B is this ghetto side, and they merged the two together, which resulted in like a very entertaining song. And it's good. It's structurally good. I, I, I love it. That's yeah. all I gotta say. Cool. All right. Well, let's move on to a song that you probably don't like. Uh, Juice World dropped a song called Robbery. What you gotta say about this, man? I mean, Juice World. I I love when he's emo. I mean, we all love. I for some there was a stretch where Juice World was like kind of playing this tough ass rapper. You know, like yep. spitting bars like he was DMX. He had to something. make people know he you wasn't know what I'm soft. Like, he ain't soft, but he goes back to his emo side on Robbery. Yep. I personally don't. Think it's that great because I can kind of see his intentions of trying to be this drunk. I, I I see through what you are trying to do. I don't think he executed that well, but at the same time, I like the sound and in the grand scheme of things, it can mean something for an album. Like his album can just be straight up emo. I don't know, but yep. personally, on first listen, I didn't really care for it. Okay, well, hey, I thought this song was pretty good. I mean, mostly because. You know, I think nowadays, and I would say, when I say nowadays, I'm talking about literally as of right now, but really this has been going on for the last X amount of years where you kind of have to, and and by by the way, I I will say this only applies to certain artists where I think the visuals are very important 
to not to getting a sense of of the direction of the song. It's very important that, like for example, Tiana Taylor, uh, uh, not Tiana, um, yeah, Tiana Taylor. Mm-hmm. Her visual performances in her in her uh, videos mm-hmm. are very important to really getting a sense of who she is, where she was going with the music, and mm-hmm. I, real talk, I think Juice Wrld is becoming that because if you've noticed. He's been teaming up with Cole Bennett, who is like becoming the the, guy the go-to the guy. music video dude for all of his videos. Mm-hmm. So when you watch the video and you hear the song, you realize this is a pretty good song. And it, it really because Juice WRLD is emotional dude, and I think that's his best sound. That's his best sound. Okay. He needs to keep doing that if he I think if he wants to succeed. He kind of he kind of pigeonholed himself though with Lucid Dreams, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's 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 kind of the go-to sad boy. Go to sad. He's the go to. He's like, yo, hey, we need somebody to be sad on this song. Yeah, we he's, we know Juice World sad. He's well, and that, that and that should tell you something about Uzi Vert, where you know he sounds very similar to Uzi Vert, but mm-hmm. it looks like we wanted a little more from. This is the little version of Uzi Vert we wanted, mm. you know. And so yeah, but he's retired now. So. Yeah, unfortunately, he deleted all his music, <laughs> allegedly. All right, but let's move on. Juvenile and Birdman dropped a song called "Just Another Gangster." What you got to say about this, man? I mean, first and foremost, I didn't even know that they reunited. Yeah, I don't know if I can forgive somebody that owes me that much money. Hey, he probably paid him, man. <laughs> I doubt it. You <laughs> doubt hey, it. He still hasn't paid Tiger, apparently. Yeah, but yeah, they they reunited. They're coming out with an album. Um, <laughs> this song, it was like your, you know, it sounded like an old school West Coast song. Surprisingly, yeah, strangely. Um, but my big takeaway about it is they literally sound like the same versions of themselves and. 1999. I have a feeling that New Orleans people, they don't change the way they sound ever. <laughs> they always sound the same. Because I even saw Master P on first take. He oh, sounded the exact same. I'm like, dog, like, yo, you still sound like the ice cream man. <laughs> but yeah, this song, Just Another Game, is it's a dope ass song, man. I think I, th- I actually think it's good, surprisingly. Yeah, I'm from, and, I'm and, from New Orleans. Yo, hey, but hey, honestly, Zion, hey, I'm going to be honest, though. Mm-hmm. Remember when we we went to New Orleans? Love their accents, by the way. I love what I love the women, women. with their Ooh. New Orleans slang. Yes. Yo, that shit sounds pretty fire. Like I'm gonna be amazing. honest, it's amazing. Now you know who sounds the most intimidating? Mm-hmm. Women from women from New York. That's specifically true. the Bronx. It's hard to talk to women, bro. Right? Like I'm intimidated. Like <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you want me to talk to you or fight like you. Something's like, always <laughs> something's always wrong when you, when you hear them talk. But I mean, dope that song, man. I'm gonna I'm check it out. I didn't hear it. Next song, J Rock featuring Mozzie. And by the way, December. I meant to say What's up? that Birdman, we, we call Gunna an overrated rapper. Birdman is the underrated rapper. I like his rapping, dog. What is wrong with me? Is something wrong with me? See what I'm saying? Like is, his rapping. This is why we can't take your, your no, take ahead. seriously. Sorry, sorry, this is why we can't take it like seriously. You contradict yourself. I didn't contradict myself. Lil Pump sucks yeah. and is it, and Gun is inaudible. Yes. But Birdman should be getting more I said Birdman should be getting more recognition. He's underrated. He should be getting more recognition. I said he's under people think Ooh. he's trash. Ooh. I don't think he's trash. Who's a better rapper? Who's a better rapper? Lil Ooh. Pump or Birdman? Bur- oh, come on. <laughs> wait who wait who? Birdman easily. The Lil Pump? Birdman is a better rapper than... You're out of your fucking mind. Selective memory. You're out of your fucking mind. You don't remember Birdman? Boss in the ghetto with the round-shaped cookie. Come on, man. Birdman is... is What happened to that boy? Birdman doesn't even qualify to be a rapper. See what I say? He don't even qualify. You gotta be on deck for rap. When I make comments like, 
he's he's underrated. See why? Because you think he's that much of garbage. Yo, I'm not saying he hasn't had his moments. Yeah, but you, you just asked me is he better than Lil Pump. I see, that, he, Lil Pump is a better rapper. Lil Wayne Birdman. was riding for Birdman. He, what's your point? So it had to be better than Lil Pump. I said Birdman has had his moments. You selected. That's what I said. Did I not? I said Birdman has had his moments. The hat. This guy don't listen. Jesus you clearly Christ. don't listen, but it's cool. Let's move on. What's a, what? What moment has Lil Pump had as a rapper? Bro, you, saying, you know what rapping? What you know what rapping means? I'm talking about your technical ability to rap. What the hell are you talking and about? And lyrics, right? No, rapping. Can and you lyrics, can right? you rap? Lyrics are a part of that too, right? Yeah, round shaped cookie. Oh, that's a that's such a great that's such a great bar, isn't it? Hey, let's move on, man. But alligator suede with the purple rainbow hoodie. What are that's you talking tight. about? Shut up. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? At least Lil Pump makes... And we're comparing Lil Pump. At least Lil Pump makes complete sentences. Yeah, Lil Pump. Right? Yeah, yeah. Lil Pump where he said, oh, I love it. We ignit like a lighter. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What? That's dumb. All right, man. Let's move on. Let's move oh, on. Let's move on. Oh, my God. All right. J-Rock featuring <laughs> Mozzie and... December, they have a song called The Other Side. I did not hear this. But you said it was good. It's fire. It's fire. You know, it's funny. After you got a Grammy under your belt, mm-hmm. making music is just so much funner, isn't it? I don't know. I wouldn't know. Here, Would here, you? Here. I do. Yeah, I shut the Grammy. Hey, uh, you can't give out your own the Grammy. <laughs> You've never had a song. I, 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 bought, a, I bought a Grammy from Amazon. All right. But, fair uh, enough. Fair enough. <laughs> J-Rock, just, you know, he, he's... Would you agree with me that he... We haven't agreed on anything today. Would you agree he's a B-lister? He's not quite an A-list rapper. He's like a B-list rapper. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's a I B-lister, so. right? Okay. Actually, borderline C. I, I, I can be okay you know with C-list. I think he has B-list... I think he has B-list talent. I think he turns... He has B-list talent. Too. He has B-list talent, but I think his persona is like C-list. Yeah. I mean, what his album... What, what he... What... He was able to do with his last album that was Grammy nominated. He won a Grammy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's elevated himself to B-list talent. So as the reason I bring that point up is because as a B-list talent now, you can have songs where you know you just kind of BSing, right? Like you can't afford to do that as a D-list, C-list. I mean, something got to hit. Right. But this one, the other side is just kind of a song where he's just kind of like BSing. Okay. You know, like it's about mobbing, but he's kind of it's just kind of a like dope. It's a good chill ass joint. Um, West Coast inspired, but my big takeaway is some random dude I never heard of this guy. December D C M B R. We might be hearing about this guy in the near future. He absolutely killed the hook to this song. Okay, R and B guy. I don't don't know who he is. Is he part of TDE? I have no clue who this guy is. No clue. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna be on the lookout. I've never yeah. heard any music from him, but I'm definitely gonna hear this song. So DC member or December? I don't know. December. It's gotta be December. Gotta be December. All right, let's move like on. That joint. Blue face baby dropped the song called. Well, we already talked about this last time, but this is the remix to Tatiana. A song I feel is very overrated. By song, the way, that, that song is way too overrated. It's not that great. Listen. All right. Anyway, he dropped a remix to Tatiana featuring YG and Cardi B. Cardi B, once again, you just talked a little bit about, you know, hey, you know, once you get a Grammy, you know, he just, he just start, you know, you just start feeling good. I, I really feel like this was such a, like, this is such a swaggy verse from her. So like, I just don't think she, like, was, you know, taking herself too seriously. It's yeah. just, she's just having fun, right? She's just having fun. This is how I want to see Cardi B, right? And, and, and I do, I do think that she can, you know, this sound of her, you know, kind of staying true to her. Fun, yeah. swaggy ways can be blended with 
a polished song with Bruno Mars. I do think she can do both, but I just don't want her to like full blown Pigeon just home. go into the polished realm. I like I refuse. If she starts doing that, yes, I'm off Cardi B. That's how we know we've lost her. Well, let me ask she's, you this: She's gone. There was actually something I've been thinking about lately. What's up? Would you put at from what Cardi B has been able to accomplish mm-hmm. as a person, um, just as a you know you know Grammy now, um, you know major songs? Would you say she up to this point is having a better career than Nicki Minaj? In total, up to this point. Um, so in total, like up to this point, as in uh, taking like, everything I, that they've ever done. Really, what I meant to really say where where Nicki Minaj was, like let's say Cardi B is two years in, Nicki Minaj two years in. Would you say Cardi B was more successful than Nicki Minaj was when she was two years in? I think so. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So, but overall, though, I. And it didn't sound in like you totality? were asking that question. In totality, yeah. no. I think I think Nicki Minaj is is clearly the mm-hmm. the more accomplished mm-hmm. rapper. Uh, we and we all forget what how important Nicki Minaj was. Yeah. You know, and, and rightfully people, people have people have selective memory. We forget yeah. how great people were. I, and and, and you know, I don't mean rapping wise. No, no, no. I'm, no, I'm, means... no, I'm talking about career, mm-hmm. like just. Yeah. Effectiveness, like Effectiveness. how they've been perceived. But Cardi B, dude. I think Cardi B. Cardi, Cardi B is B, she's easily rate. having probably, and this is not even just. I wouldn't even just pigeonhole and compare her to Nicki. I would argue mm-hmm. that any rapper in the history of rap, mm-hmm. can you bring me a rapper in their first two years that has been more red hot than Cardi B? I think it's she's, arguable. She's, she's actually the most red hot. I rapper. think it's arguable. I've like I, I mean, I'm sure you can bring people 50 up. Fifty Cent, Drake, Fifty. Um, but Cardi like, B got it. She's up there. Uh, she won album of the year. Yeah, she's up first there. female artist to win album of the year at the Grammys. Hundred percent. She she's has hosted SNL. Yeah. She's, she's every. She's Super she's Bowl commercial. Super Bowl commercial. Bruno Mars. Yeah, come on, man. Bruno Mars actually taking the time. I want to work with you. Do two songs with you. She's killing it, man. She is killing. She's it. killing it. I feel like Nicki Minaj was getting that same type of support, but it wasn't as as people weren't as enamored in Nicki as they are in Cardi. Hmm. And it's so amazing because she's being herself. I love Cardi B. I do too. Uh, yeah, we talked about everything but the song itself. Uh, I think this song is decent. It's a good song. Right? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's Let's a, move on. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next song. Nipsey Hussle dropped a song called Racks in the Middle featuring Roddy Rich. What do you so, think of this? Let me ask you another question. Sure. I have questions galore. Thank you. Keep Would you coming. agree that Nipsey Hussle's a B-list rapper? Oh, one hundred percent. So they both were nominated for Grammy. Well, I don't know. Was J Rock nominated for he Album was. of the Year? Uh, no, Grammy? No, 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 no. It was uh, a song. Was. It was the Wind song. It was yeah. the Wind song. Yeah. Was so, it? It was either record or song of the. I can't remember. Yeah, but yeah. it was like a weird one that Grammy. But Nipsey but was. He was say his album was uh, nominated. What was what was Nipsey before um, he was this? He dropped this album. What what? Where would you put him? Like C or D? <laughs> Nipsey Hustle. Mm-hmm. Nipsey Hustle, man, to me personally, yeah. and I think he's always been a good rapper because we've oh, I've, he's I've heard him on features throughout the years. I've heard songs from him, and he never his buzz was never as strong as it is now. Yeah. So if I had to give him a, a, 
a, num- a letter, I would say probably D. Like D? he was, D he was not D even D. average. He was just not even looking. I mean, at but him. he did have the respect of the people. He had the he respect had, like, of people. The... Will, people will get him on his exactly. albums and stuff like that. People, people knew who Nipsey was. That's what I'm saying. But but I think what you're talking about when you say like are they B list A list to me when I look when I think about that yeah I start thinking about buzz buzz and just people who are not engulfed in rap yes, yes. do they know who you are they know who can they are. recognize you to me that's basically what A list is he wasn't are. quite there A-list like when you start talking yeah. about A list B list are you recognizable are you recognizable are you somebody that's like pushing rap into the next you know. Generation, but right? Pretty much. So he's B list now. To he's B list to just me based too. on the I Grammy agree. aspect yeah, alone. I, I agree, he's B list. Um, so it's coincidentally J Rock and Nipsey also dropped both dropped albums that were, you know, as D listers that got people's attention because of how much pain, suffering, blood that they put into their music. For sure. Would you agree with that? Okay, and it was just quality, man. just super quality. Yeah. Like this is the album of their life. This is yeah. the album that they. It was a moment. They were yeah. They were moment. supposed to make this album from the day both, they started to rap. Both of them. Both. Both of, them. Both of these dudes have been in the game for yeah, years. For years. And, and haven't gotten the the the, mm-hmm. the 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 success in the yeah. in the light until yeah. this year. Until, until last year. Until exactly. last year. So I say that to say this, similar to the other side, right? Where it's just a kind of chill record by J Rock, mm-hmm. Rack in the Middle. That's a chill record by Nipsey Hussle. And I think I loved both of those songs because it was like, yo, I love seeing Nipsey Hussle where he's just chilling now. Yeah. Like, it's just a dope ass song where he's chilling, he's spitting bars. He's, you know, he's giving you the wisdom and all that stuff. But for the most part, he's trying to get you to like, to, to just like groove, yo. Yeah. With Roddy Rich sound like little Dirk on the hook. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely sound like somebody else is on that song too, but I, I just really cared. Oh, Hit Boy. Say Hit Boy, but he's I, a producer. A he's a producer. It's that featuring Hit Boy because he gets he likes to get his credit as an like, artist. I, he's like Metro Boomin. He probably just produced. He's like Metro yeah. Boomin. He actually. I feel but like he raps too. So that's he, does, he does rap. He does rap. I was confused because he raps too. That is true. That but is true. yeah, raps in those. Just like a chill, dope ass like. You know, you know how rappers before album comes out, just like a a little song to 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 keep you waiting a little yep. bit. So, Racks in the Middle is like that to me. Dope ass song. Yeah, that's what's up. Hey, this was a I, good ass rapper. I, too. I actually agree, man. I think the song is good. Um, I'm happy that this is kind of you know, dude. No pun intended. This is this song is like a victory lap song. It, it is. It, it I know is. his album was called Victory Lap, where he got that moment, but this one is like okay now. This is a new song outside of the Victory Lap project, and yeah. you can just kind of yeah. just let just watch him have fun. And you know, and the you know thing, what I'm saying? Like he's just having fun. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And, and the thing about and, and the funny thing is, you know, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of artists that that was some of their best songs. Yeah, like Drake was effing around on Hotline Bling. That's true. One of his best songs. Yep. Um, but even even J Rock would win. Yeah, I don't J-Rock believe that. that yeah, I don't believe that. That just, he. I don't believe he went into it. I was like, man, you know, I'm, I'm about to, you know, I'm about to make an amazing song. You know, I mean, he's like, yo, let's have, let's have a good time. Exactly, let's have a good time. Like Jay Z has a lot of those. Like, you know, excuse me, miss. He's just playing, you know, just chilling. Yeah, became hits. But I will say this: my last comment. Nipsey Hussle reminds me of like a more polished Rick Ross. Mm. Like his beat selections, very similar. The way he relies on people to put, like, to to, to lay down hooks. Or just stay out the way. I'm gonna let you lay out your hook. I ain't gonna do anything. And then also just his content. Like he just comes across as like a absolute boss that's ready to give you wisdom when you Absolutely. need it. 
He reminds me of a. He's like the new he, age. He's, he's like, like the, the, Ross, the new man. age Ross. Yeah. And I love Ross, man. Uh, yeah, I loved man. Ross when he was when he was popping. Absolutely. Now, one and another thing, I want to give credit to Nipsey Hussle because, um, you know, he talks a lot about you know uh, business. Yeah, I love. You that. know, he talks a lot about that. owning shit. He talks a lot about just being conscious of what you're getting yourself into, and a lot of that actually is probably like the reason why. It's gotten him, it's taken him this long to really blow as an artist. Because maybe he could have signed deals in yeah. the past where he, he would have sacrificed a lot of his music uh, and ownership. Yeah. But I think he went the slow route yeah. and it yeah. paid off for him. Yeah. Uh, but also, he's actually putting out a documentary on this dude called, this dude named Dr. Sebi. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, it's, this, it's like this herbalist doctor who died. I actually think he was mysteriously killed mm -hmm. because he... Claimed he had the the cure for AIDS. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't know if you heard Nipsey this story. Hustles guy? Nipsey Hustle's putting out a documentary to expose mm -hmm. like this guy, and because th that story is like untold, like people don't even know about that shit. Yeah. So yeah, stay tuned for is that. I'm actually a, really excited about. Is that it shit. a black guy or? He's from like Honduras or something. Honduras? Yeah, he looks black though. He looks. Yeah. I mean, he's he's of he's of like African descent, I okay. think. Okay. But he 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 was Hon Honduran. Where, where, where is it coming out on? I don't know. I don't know when it's coming out. I just know he's been talking about it more so or more often these days. But that's random. Nah, yeah. I just thought about that. And I was like, I fuck with him like a lot because I actually yeah. follow yeah. the kind of things that he's His been doing. Movements. Yeah. So I'm excited. All right. Now all this some shit that sucks. And things that we don't advise you to listen to. Lil Ack, aka TJ Academics, dropped the song with Six Nine, another idiot, uh, <laughs> called Lanes. Yes. I thought this song was just extremely pointless. It was pointless. But shout out it was to melodic. But shout out to DJ Academics for 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 finding a way to infiltrate the music. The music game. I think he's he's very very quietly he's, gone about it in a way where he he doesn't take himself seriously. But it's like you know what I'm saying. Exactly. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's kinda he weird. found his way in there. It's, it's yeah. so it's so odd. He it's, found his way in there, joking around. He's joking. He's like people yeah. are like he's like yeah, I got a new song coming out, and everybody everybody's not just laughing at him. That's actually very similar like, to it's weird. Um, uh, okay, I wouldn't say super similar, but kind of similar with uh, Childish Gambino. Charles Gambino said he got his name from a Wu Tang Clan like name simulator. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, I heard about that. Like he, he's playing around. Clearly. But he's actually talented. But then he's actually talented. But he he's gotten way more talented of as course. the years come by. Of course. When he first started, he was just kind of like a rapper that wanted to show off that oh I can rap. Look 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 what I can do. Yep. I didn't think he thought. I didn't think he'll take it this seriously. True. But. Yeah, this song is like it's completely average. But it's bad. Yeah. Hey, it's it was, melodic. Hey, it was on a... Uh, but hey. it's very... I mean, obviously, he, he they utilize auto-tune poorly. This was on the uh, Pornhub. Oh, yeah. The, the Pornhub Porn Valentine's Day album. Yeah, with Lil Xan and other Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, man. There's a market for everybody out there. Jeez. It was five stops. So, I'm going to start, you know, our ill-advised thoughts segment with my ill-advised thoughts. Dang, I, I say thoughts now. Like I feel like I say thoughts. I can't even say thoughts. Ill-advised. Like, giggling in my head. Thoughts. Ill-advised thoughts. So, but my ill-advised thoughts is about uh, YNW Melly. Uh, we talked about him in the last episode, um, how he kind of came out of nowhere and has surprised people with his music. Um, you know, he just dropped that album. Um, help me out here. What's, what's the album called again? Um... 
featuring mixed personalities and we we all shine. Things. We all shine. There you go. We all shine. Um, I really liked them. I I compared them to a uh, young thug. I compared them to you know um, really young thug with the melodies and things like that. Very good artist. It seems like as soon as I started liking him, all his demons started to just show up in the media. So, first and foremost, I want to do a little backstory, quick backstory of you know about him. He's a 21-year-old kid from a small town of Gifford, Florida. Um, a lot of these troubled rappers are coming from small towns. Um, a lot of them from Florida, ironically. Uh, Kodak Black is somebody from a small town in relatively small town of Florida. Um, but, you know, um, his legal name is actually Demon. Jamal Demons. <laughs> so that was already a, a sign that this is a disturbing kid. Um, his last name is Demons. That's wild. Carter, that is wild. Um, but I was actually hearing an interview by him uh, recently uh, where... When he was a kid, he said that he actually, the first time he saw a gun was when he was nine years old. Um, he saw it at his uncle's house. He took it. He started taking it to school. The way YNW Melly described the feeling he had when he touched the gun was super disturbing. I was like, disturbing sign number two. He said the gun was, you know, like a fashionable thing to have. You know, kind of show it on your your, your side, etc. Then he started to just like glamorize the idea of being able to take somebody's life. This weapon can take somebody's life, is what he said, and he mm. said that's amazing to him. That was something that you know he felt was like just you know just like just grandstanding. Mm. It was almost as if you know. The birth of a child, like how somebody would look at that child and see the birth of a life, the opposite. That's how he felt about guns. So it was, it was obvious that he had an infatuation with guns. Um, at a young age, teenage age, he was finding himself in and out of prison. Uh, some of those things were like petty crimes, robbery, and some of them were assault. Some of them were assault with a deadly weapon. Went in and out of jail. His breakout hit, Murder on My Mind. Um, is a song he actually wrote in jail. Uh, he was 17 years old. He was in jail. He said he woke up one morning and was like, yo, I got an idea of a song. You know, I wake up and I just feel like, you know, like, you know, murdering something. Murdering something. Air quotes if you, you can't see me, obviously. Um, but in that song, very disturbing lyrics. The first, the first verse is okay. You know, the second verse, he talks about, you know, killing supposedly this person that could be a friend. He wasn't really clear. Could be a friend, but somebody he has sympathy for. He ended up killing and how that person's blood was on his shirt and how he said, okay, dude, it's time for you to die. Um, now let's fast forward to present time. Recently, he just got uh, charged with the killing of two of his friends. How do we know it's his friends and how close they are? They both have the moniker YNW in front of their names. 
you know, in the media, they said that him and his friend, they staged it as a drive-by and that, you know, how could he do this to my, how could I do this to my friends? No, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. I don't believe it. Who do you believe? Somebody that, <laughs> do you believe the police or do you believe somebody that made a song called Murder of My Mind that sounds very eerily similar to what happened to your friend that you killed? Who are you going to believe there? But... I say that to say this. Um, Murder on My Mind was another thing. I saw an interview by him where he was explaining how he made Murder on My Mind. It's on Genius. You the guys Genius can look it up. Yeah, I saw that. And there was a moment on the interview where he had to explain his lyrics. Which, by the way, you have to be nonsensical. You have to be brain dead. To, why the hell would you explain a song called Murder on My Mind? That was his, only, that was his hit. That was his hit. It is his hit, but in <laughs> genius makes you break they down. They break down the lyrics. lyrics. Exactly. So there was one point on that video, yeah. I know you saw it, where he said, <laughs> I murder vagina, I don't murder p -p people or humans. He stuttered and he looked like this around the camera. Go take a look at it. Yeah, he looked around. It's clear to me this guy is a troubled. And and we hate we we're not we don't attach this to rappers usually a serial killer man. Just two days ago, police said that um they are starting to look at him as the possible murderer of a cop. At a certain point, this is a serial killer you're dealing with. Yo, a serial killer that we're feeling. A serial killer that I can honestly say, I heard murder on my mind and I told myself, please, dear God, can I have this song out of my head? We, in rap, this is one of the first times I actually felt conflicted about what I like in music. This is one of the first times I actually felt conflicted about what the whole meaning of rap is and how like the narrative is something that is, 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 not to be some to not be proud of, man. Like, there's a lot of people talking about the same stuff as him, but he actually did it. Serial killer, allegedly, we, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Alleg that's true. Let me say that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all alleged. Alle no, but no, no. I the, the the two friends. I mean, I, I would say that's like eighty percent. But hey, but um, it's I, I was really conflicted, you know, with his story. His story is one of the first times I actually questioned my love for rap and how much I care about it because of. This guy, serial killer, and somebody that I think has the potential of being great. At this point, he is facing the death penalty easily. Especially with the cops. The Especially cop the killing, cop, That's capital murder. That's 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 the death penalty. And so I say that to say this ill-advised thoughts. I had I did a lot of thinking, man. This is one of the first times I did a lot of thinking about what hip hop meant to me. And what people are actually saying. Because it became real at that moment. And at this point. I don't know if I can rock with this guy man. I don't know. And this is somebody that I feel. Had the potential to be great. Conflicted man. Conflicted. Hey. And that's a good. Hey. That's a good topic right there. No but hey. Honestly. And, and I don't have anything on that level. But. Dude. And you know this this you know what <laughs> you know you know what this sucks. you know what the you know what the theme of what you just said kind of basically tells me I'm kind of summarizing but what I heard what I basically heard you say was mm -hmm. 
you listen to lyrics. Yes. Like, as someone who listens to lyrics like me, like, I be listening. Mm-hmm. Dude, mm-hmm. all these people, I don't give a fuck who you are. Like, my my aim of listening to music is, mm-hmm. is very complex. Like, I like mm-hmm. the production. I like flow. Mm-hmm. I like delivery. I like the lyrics. So, I'm listening to it all, and I love when it all mm-hmm. correlates and meshes as one. Mm-hmm. But... When you have all of those things clicking, but the message or the or the lyrics, what you're saying is just so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I gotta look at you a little weird, and it kind of reminds me of Juice World. My like, I remember when him and Future came out with their. Uh, and by the way, this is not murder, mm-hmm. but to me, it's 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 still as troubling when you have when you you you're you're now making statements. And glorifying shit that's not cool. Drug usage. It's yeah. not cool. It's not cool. And that's like, similar like, to what like, I said. So why, why are we? Why are we condoning this shit that's not cool? Now, I can still I cannot think the shit is cool, but still get into the music and be like, you know what? I think the song's cool. So, and and and, and, that, and that's where the complexity comes compl- in, right? And, and and this was a new level of complexity for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like I'm so used to rappers saying, "I'm gonna shoot you. I'm gonna kill you." This guy actually did it, or, yeah, or allegedly. Right. He's actually done it. So, like, it's, whoa, like, I don't know. Am I supposed to, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. Because no, I'm, I'm, I'm almost endorsing. I'm almost, you know, backing a potential serial killer. These are just three people that they think he killed. Be many. Who knows? Yeah, who, who knows who else he killed? A potential that. serial killer. And here's the and here's the biggest thing. We glorify. You're right. We glorify a lot of shit in rap. One thing that becomes yeah. trendy is, oh, I'm gonna call my shooter. He got the thirty on him. Yeah, yeah. He's basically the shooter. All these people who, all these rappers who claim they got shooters, he's just a shooter that turned rapper. He just did it himself. He, you know, he's a shooter who who yeah. maybe turned into a rapper. Maybe yeah. his crew. Maybe the the people that he was rapping with. Yeah. Maybe they were the, the the headliners. Yeah. And maybe he got jealous. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just theorizing. I don't I, know. I don't know what we, we don't actually and It's all know. alleged, like you said, but it's like, dude, like there's this is a demented But it doesn't look good. This is a, I mean he, he glamour you it, should it doesn't look please, good. Please, America all. listeners, please watch those videos. I, I I told you to go watch. The genius one and then the other one was a hot new hip hop interview. The way he glamorized the gun. Was somebody that's sick? Yeah, it's just wild. saying. Nah, nah, it's a good topic. Just, just saying, it's a good topic. All right. Uh, so for my ill-advised thoughts, I am going to talk about uh, the Michael Jackson documentary that is set to release sometime soon by HBO. Mm, so I need to subscribe to HBO. Or illegally subscribe well, to I'm gonna subscribe and I'm gonna cancel my shit before they charge you. <laughs> um, Cause don't you get like a free thirty days or some shit? You do. How does that shit work? I don't know. I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna find a way to watch this shit. But basically, HBO is releasing a documentary called I think it's called Neverland. Surviving Neverland. Is it Surviving? Mm-hmm. Ne- I don't remember. It has Neverland in it. I'm gonna get the name while I'm talking. I got mixed or not. Surviving <laughs> R. Kelly with Surviving Neverland. I'm glad you brought up R. Kelly because I do plan on bringing that up in this segment. Sorry. So. That's a good segue. So, there's a documentary coming out that's supposed to be chronicling Michael Jackson and what it is that he was doing in his life uh, pertaining to, like, little kids. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of covering the case that Mm -hmm. 
existed where he was found not guilty of, I forget the charge, but basically I think it was like child aggravation, uh, assault, or it might have been molestation. I don't know what it is. But basically he was found not guilty. And it was part, It was mainly because the person who was the victim, quote unquote, said it, it wasn't him. Molestation. That's was it molestation? Mm-hmm. The, the the victim said I that wasn't me like I wasn't involved and they were not you know so 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 basically there was a lack of cooperation and also they said under oath that yo I was not involved in this what the hell are you talking about mm-hmm. so police come in they do their investigation they say you're you're the victim you're the victim even though you don't want to cooperate we still want you to testify mm-hmm. they t- they te- the kids testified they said the kids and the parents at the time were like we weren't involved mm-hmm. now. You brought up R. Kelly, and, and it's a good segue because that's exactly what happened to him in a sense. Because R. Kelly, back in 2000 and whatever the hell, one. was it one? Yeah. Was charged for, obviously, what he did in that tape with the little girl. But the girl who was supposedly in the video didn't want to cooperate. Mm-hmm. The parents didn't want to cooperate. So you know what happens? Police are like, yo... We, it's hard to fucking charge somebody if nobody's cooperating. Yeah, it looks like him in the tape, but we really need somebody with somebody who was there to confirm this. So R. Kelly got off. Recently, the R. Kelly surviving sorry surviving R. Kelly documentary came out, mm-hmm. condemning everything that R. Kelly has been doing his whole career out in plain sight. He been doing this shit, but nobody gave a fuck. Mm-hmm. I just have one question for y'all. As you guys, as a people, because I'm I'm really starting to notice that you know, you know, fans and just people in general being fickle is really a thing. Because Michael Jackson's family, the the estate of Michael Jackson, is suing HBO for a hundred million dollars for even attempting to put this shit out. But HBO is like, nah, we still gonna put it out. So they're gonna go to court. Mm -hmm. When we watch this documentary. And they say some troubling things about Michael Jackson, which they will. Mm-hmm. Are you going to have a problem with that? Are you going to have a problem with the fact that the people who were in the original case against Michael Jackson are now coming to this documentary to say things that negate what they said in the trial? So, in other words, in the trial, the kids were like, that wasn't me, right? Mm-hmm. But now they're saying it is me. Oh, my God. So, so my thing is this. Are you, you as people, right? Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? Do you look at these people like, damn, yo, like maybe they were paid off like before? Or do you look at it like now they're, they feel comfortable coming out and telling the truth? Because that, the answer to that question is going to determine how you now judge a dead man in, our, in, in mm-hmm. Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Because unlike R. Kelly, Michael Jackson is not alive to defend himself, but his family is vehemently denying this shit. Of course, they're not going to be like, oh, this, of course this took place. Of course they're going to deny, just like R. Kelly's denying from the jump. But look what happened to R. Kelly this week. He was charged in, in Illinois, mm-hmm. like officially charged. Mm-hmm. He is going to be picked up soon, and they're going to try him in court. For basically the same thing that he was tried in 2001 with. There's a tape involved. So, I need y'all to really, like, start thinking about, like... And to me, this is bigger than just R. Kelly and and Michael Jackson. Like, like, where do you guys stand on just 
how people are perceived, one, when they're still alive or dead. And also when there's courts involved that where, where people, the victims are saying that they were not involved. Do you take that seriously or not? Because it's really important, man. Like, I really feel like people people are not aligned in their thinking. So there's going to be a lot of confusion. People saying, oh, I don't care. We still love Michael Jackson. We don't believe these people. They said they weren't involved before. Well, how, could, how dare you come after Michael Jackson? Because the rumblings have already started. Like, I've already been hearing that. Okay. So where do you fall? Like, I mean, this is an open-ended question for y'all listening. And if you want to chime in, that's cool, too. I just think it's. I just think it's very interesting. I mean, it's, and I think you're going to get your answer soon here. Um, three things. So with with R. Kelly's case, that's a little different than Michael Jackson. R. Kelly seemed to be doing despicable things. Like it was clear he was doing despicable things. Is what like like for instance a sex tape that was clear. We see you doing a sex tape. He made a song called Age Ain't Nothing But a Number with Aaliyah. It's clear you like younger <laughs> women. Um, and then we always had these rumblings about R. Kelly and we, we kind of didn't, you know, kind of ignored it, um, number one. And, and, and when somebody is despicable like that, you just tend to have more anger towards that person. Uh, number two, um, I think R. Kelly, R. Uh, well, dang. R. Kelly Come back to me on that one <laughs> But Mike Number three Michael Jackson um, He just seems more of a likable guy Like people Can attribute him With you know Growing up and the beautiful music he was making R. Kelly wasn't necessarily making beautiful music Guys so, hey, shit. you ever heard, you ever heard I Believe I Can Fly? I mean, I mean, I mean the most the beautiful most, songs I mean, ever for made. the most part. Like, <laughs> you know, if you look at his body of work, he has a lot of songs that are shaky. Um, and then, you know, number two, I, I think the people around Michael Jackson, uh, they actually liked him. You know what I mean? A lot of the people on that R. Kelly documentary, they seem like Family they were happy with him. His family, family didn't like him. He throwing you know, his brothers under the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody. So, you know, all that I think matters in the grand scheme of things of how something gets leaked out to the people and how people um, kind of the reception behind it. And so um, we'll see, though. I mean, we'll see. We're, 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 we're angry right now. The world is angry. And so we'll see if that anger carries on to Michael Jackson. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a good point. The, the the support system they both of these dudes have. And then also, I was talking to my brother about this yesterday, and he brought up a, a pretty decent point, which is like, mm -hmm. you know, the support for Michael Jackson is like way more global than R. Kelly. Like, Michael Jackson is like Michael Jordan. Like, these, these are global, global figures. Yeah. This is, I mean, as great as R. Kelly was musically, and I guess still is, whatever, uh, he's a little bit more... U.S. based, if not Chicago, -based. if not like Southern, however the Midwest, like yeah, you know Midwest. what I'm saying, like yeah. he's I would say regional. If I'm thinking looking at the grand scheme yeah. of the world, yeah, he's not as global as Michael Jackson, and so that is going to play a lot into how the how they perceive as well. I just I, I don't know, man. I'm I'm definitely gonna have my eyes open. The same thing with the whole when I, I remember this before Kanye dropped 
the, all them albums and he was screaming MAGA and he was doing mm. all that crazy shit. Mm. I said here on the podcast, I'm, I'm going to be watching how people are going to be acting towards this because the same people that say one thing one day, they will flip and, and just come have a completely different take the next day and then flip back the day after that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, there is zero consistency amongst people these days. I agree. And it's actually getting worse. I agree. So in a world in which for me, I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to have uh some sort of like well balanced thought. And that's not to say that I'm not evolving as well. Cause yeah, I changed my mind as well. Yeah. But damn it, I'm not flip flopping at the drop of a dime. Like my shit has basis. I mean, yeah. Like I like I I need more people to have a basis as to like why they feel what they feel. Don't just be talking for no reason. And you know, funny you say that. I I agree a hundred percent with you, by the way. But there's one of my favorite quotes by somebody is by Max Kellerman. He says, "When the facts change, the opinion gets to change." Bingo. We're going to get to figure out a whole bunch of new facts about Michael Jackson. So you're fair. It's fair to change your opinion. That's what I'm saying. So, but and, and we'll don't see. be and don't be ignorant. Same thing with R. Kelly. There's facts coming out yeah. where people who have been supporting him all yeah. these years, they're still like, nah, man, we like our... Dude, the facts have changed yeah, again. Facts have changed. You and know? you still haven't acknowledged them? That means that says more about you yeah. and your delusion yes. than anything else. Yes. So, and, that, and to be honest with you, that was the problem with R. Kelly was the, as the facts were changing, people weren't changing their opinion. Oh, I don't care about the facts. I still love R. Kelly. R. Kelly is the greatest. And that's how he kept getting these girls. Because the facts were out there. R. Kelly's doing stuff. And you are still naive enough to believe that, yo, it's going to be okay. I don't believe it. I still love him. So, yep. You know. All right, man. Let's get the hell out of here. We've been here for almost two hours. But hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. If you've made it this far, definitely subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on social media. Again, we are now Dream Vision with a Z Network. We are definitely going to be in your face in a good way. You know, you'll see us around. Let's just put it like For that. For sure. You'll see us around. For sure. So follow us on, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And, and if you guys agree to disagree or just completely disagree disrespectfully, let us know, man. I love the engagement. Me too. You guys keep 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 fucking with us on Instagram. We definitely like the uh, I know I piss people engagement. off. So cuss me out. Hey, man. Uh, hey, I, I actually welcome being cussed out. <laughs> I, just, I like it. Like, man. Say whatever you want, man. That's true. Because I'm damn sure will. Me All right, too. man. You got anything else? Um, Stay safe. Exactly. And uh, with that being said, if you're giving advice, make sure it's ill. Yes, sir. Thanks for listening.